welcome to the Wesleyan Podcast, bringing you news and financial tips for doctors, dentists, teachers and lawyers. Hello, I'm Neil Whelan and welcome to another edition of the Wesleyan Podcast. Like everyone, here at the show we've been getting loads of emails in recent weeks from various companies asking if we'd like to receive even more emails. It's all to do with the General Data Protection Regulation, or to give it its more slightly catchier name, GDPR. And here to help us get to the bottom of it is our Customer Experience Manager, Sarah Cooper. Hello, Sarah. Hello, Neil. So, first things first, customer experience is probably a subject that requires a podcast in its own right, but briefly, what does that mean? So, customer experience is the sum of all touch points that we have with our customers and how they engage with our brand. So that's very, very brief. So it's how they contact us and how we contact them. Let's clarify, that's not the GDPR data police coming to raid us. That, that <laughs> is just a regular police car coming past. So you are the perfect person to interview the GDPR expert because it does impact on your job a fair bit as we contact customers. Absolutely, massively, but very, very positively. So I think I'm viewing GDPR in very positive light because it means that we can actually contact customers how they want to be contacted, when they want to be contacted, and with subjects that are really relevant to them. So you've been talking to our customer data manager, Claire Perrett, and here's what she had to say. So GDPR is a regulation that's been brought in, and it stands for the General Data Protection Regulations. It's replacing the Data Protection Act of 1998, because that was quite a long time ago. Because a lot's changed in the market about how data is used with companies, profiling, targeting, so text messaging, Facebook, social media. So there would needed to be an update. And this is an EU law that's come in, and despite Brexit, we are going to continue to have this law in the UK. So why did they continue with it if we're leaving the EU? It's really important for people to feel comfortable with how companies use their data, and that was deemed important enough to stay in as part of our regulations. So, okay, so when is it coming in? So the General Data Protection Regulations, GDPR, um, is in force from the 25th of May this year, and we need to be compliant by that date. And it, when I say we, I don't just mean Wesleyan, I mean the UK in general. So why is it? Because I'm sure that we've all started receiving all these emails and when we're signing into social media and having to agree to all these terms and conditions. If it's coming in the 25th of May, why is it that we're only seeing comms now? Why didn't they do it earlier? And that is an excellent question. Now, if the other companies are similar to Wesleyan, we have been waiting for clarification from the ICO. So the ICO wrote GDPR, and it's quite complicated legal speak, and it can be quite conflicting in places. And boring. And quite dull. It's difficult to read all those recitals, particularly Article 13. Is that your favourite article? (laughs) Favourite Article 13. Brilliant. That being said, a lot of companies have been waiting... A lot of companies have been waiting for clarification from the ICO and from legal guidance to understand actually what they have to do. So there's still many discussions happening, even with three weeks left to go, actually around what we can do from a company going forward for marketing. We're still in those discussions now. So it's just, it's not as clear cut as some of our lawyers would make us think. So how do you see this impacting our customers in particular? So let me first say that this is a massive opportunity for the Wesleyan because we will now have the details of customers with a compliant opt-in. They want to hear from us. In terms of what we're actually doing for the customers, the customers will be receiving their privacy notice uh, over the next two weeks in the post or on email. 
and our prospects, we're sending out an email to those, so that's customers that don't have a policy with us. We're emailing those to ask them if they would like to opt in, similar to the emails that we have seen from many of the companies. And we didn't want to send that email too soon because as soon as we send that email, we can no longer market to them. So the website has been updated um, with a holding statement for the privacy notice and they will be pointed to that in the document they receive and all future customers that we speak to will be alerted to where our privacy statement is held. So for frontline staff, what does this mean for them? Unfortunately, it means a little bit of a slowdown to the process um, as we need to capture the compliant opt-in. However, there is fully scripted. They'll be asking the customer, engaging with the customer and asking them, explaining to them why they would want to receive marketing material from Wesleyan. So it's really important that our frontline staff understand that we need to be compliant, but we also want to have the best customer experience for some of our customers, they're obviously own businesses themselves and practice owners. Where should they go for information? So unfortunately, they can't come to us for information because we cannot advise legally on what other companies or prospect or what other businesses should do around GDPR. However, Practice Plan have run uh, seminars with external people around GDPR and we have sent out a notice to some of our law firms. So we've offered advice where we can, but we can't give advice And that's our show for this week. Thanks to Claire and Sarah. Sarah, where can people find out more about GDPR? So they can go to the DMA website, uh, which who we're members of. The DMA is the Direct Marketing Association? It is indeed. Um, There's also the eugdpr.org website for further information as well. That's great. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Now, before we go, uh, for the listener who listened to the first episode of Series 2 of the podcast, we... um, we were discussing our favourite second albums. Um, and one of the Jessies picked Back in Black by Amy Whitehouse. Really? And I promised our listener that I would get the person who duetted with Amy Whitehouse onto the podcast <laughs> and tell the tale about how it came to be. So in your own words, tell me how you could have been a Okay, how I could have been superstar. famous. Um, so one of my friends, one of my very close friends, is a sound engineer. And he was working on um, live at Abbey Road, and he was Amy Winehouse's sound engineer. And so one night he'd been working with her in the studio, and um, he was down a pub in Camden, and he gave me a call, and he said, come down, I've got someone I want you to meet. And it was Amy, and um, she, bless her, she wasn't in a great state. Um, And we decided that, you know, we're all going to go and sing karaoke after a couple of wines and vodkas and um, we sang Back to Black together and that was it that is a great story <laughs> it's, it's alright well, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed and I'm it sure it doesn't take much to impress you either, well this is true fair. and on that note <laughs> that is the end of our show so uh, if you haven't read it you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Podbean to ensure you never miss an episode if you'd like to find out more about Wesleyan you can visit the website wesleyan.co.uk you can follow us on Twitter at Wesleyan Search for us on Facebook and LinkedIn, and even now you can see what we're up to on Instagram at Wesleyan Careers. So until next time, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.